I'm excited. We're going to be uh, uh, continuing our message, our sermon series, right, that we started at the beginning of the year titled Unshakable. Somebody say Unshakable if you're paying attention this morning. Amen. And so I really do hope and pray that you've been getting something from this. I hope you've been getting a different perspective on who our God is, that how powerful our God is. Right? As we start a new, uh, uh, not just a series, but a new year, we need to get this into our spirit. Plant that into your mind, into your heart, that my God is unshakable. No matter what happens, I'm going to rest in the fact that my God is unshakable. He's, he's all power. He's, he, he's all knowing. He's all seeing. Amen. And so I'm excited to resume this and I'm excited to be back this morning. I took a week off last week, and so I'd like to just give Pastor Jessica a big hand uh, for bringing the heat last week. Ain't nobody know how to shank a devil than the sugar boo. If you missed it last week, that's an inside joke. You can, you can catch it online and rewatch it if you want, but she knows how to shank a devil. That's my sugar boo. And man, she don't play when it comes to, to the devil. Amen. But I said, babe, you brought the heat. I'm gonna, I got to follow you up next week. But uh, so I'm excited to be back and to resume our message. And so, uh, you know, let's look at that, that foundational scripture that we've been using. Right? We've been using this each week and it comes out of Hebrews. And this is really where our promise of God comes from. Right. If you need a promise from God, guess where you got to find it? You got to find it in his word. Right. We don't, ever, we don't ever preach anything, preach a message, or make a sermon series if it's not founded on the Word of God, right? And so Hebrews 12, 26 through 29, it says, When God spoke from Mount Sinai, His voice shook the earth. Imagine the voice of God. How powerful, how amazing. When He speaks, light comes from His mouth. When He speaks, the earth and the heavens shake, right? He says, but now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that what? Only unshakable. That's our word. Underline that thing. Only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and pleased Uh, Be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. With holy fear and awe. God is unshakable, so that makes him uh, the shaker. You know, and God, he shakes things up. He does. He shakes things up. And I think it's just to see who believes. Oh, my gosh. Somebody help him. Somebody help him. Is he okay? Lord Jesus, we just bless him right now in Jesus' name. Somebody? I'm sorry, anybody watching on? We had somebody just fall and hit the floor in the back. Yes, let's go ahead in prayer, and then we will allow, allow them to, to do their thing back there. So sorry about that. So Father God, Lord, I don't know who that is. I think he's a first-time guest, Lord. And so, Lord, I don't know him, but I know that you do. Father God, Lord, and we ask your blessing, God, your healing over him. Lord, I, I pray you would use all the people back there helping to lead and guide them in all wisdom and spirit. Father God, in truth, to help him, Lord. And we just pray, God, that help would come speedily. 
uh, to come and help, Lord. And so we ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So sorry about that. Woo, don't see that every day. I'm going to try my best to resume this while they're working, okay? And so I don't even know where I was. Uh, God, our God is unshakable. He is, okay? He, he's the shaker, and a lot of times I think he wants to shake things up in our personal lives, in our spiritual lives, just to see who's not just believing in him, not just who's following him, but who's literally building their lives on the truth of Jesus Christ. Because if you build your life, a relationship, a business, whatever it is that you're trying to build, if you build it on that truth of who Jesus Christ is, when God shakes things, guess what? It'll stand. It'll remain. It'll, it'll remain victorious in our lives. So let's look at that, that first. Uh, we only have one recap point. And so we've been kind of looking at each of these one at a time uh, as we've kicked this message off. So we said we serve an unshakable God and we have received an unshakable kingdom. We focused on the kingdom of God that first week. We said we have been given unshakable resources, which Pastor Jessica talked about last week. And then today we're going to talk about living a life that is unshakable. And so as we broke this down, we, like I said, we've really hung out on each one of these things that we can prove in the word of God that is unshakable. Unshakable means unchanging. Unshakable means uh, more than enough. Unshakable means it'll stand, it's strong, right? And so we know that God's kingdom is unshakable, right? No matter who's president, no matter who's in charge of whatever country and wherever on the earth, whatever they're doing, God's kingdom stays the same. It's today, the same today, yesterday, and forevermore, right? Just like Jesus. COVID-19, did it rock the church this year? You better believe it, but guess what? Our church is thriving in Jesus' name. So many other churches are thriving in Jesus' name. The kingdom of God can't be shaken. The kingdom of God can't be locked in a box. The kingdom of God can't be snuffed out. The kingdom of God is unshakable. Then we talked about um, the resources that God gives us, what Pastor Jessica did such an amazing job with last week. And really, one of the most abundant, unshakable resources that God gives us, right, is what? The Holy Spirit. One of the, the most unshakable thing that we have, the Bible calls the Holy Spirit our helper. Jesus said it's imperative that I go, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit a helper to comfort you, to lead you, and to guide you into all wisdom, into all truth. Right? That's an untapped resource. If you do not have a daily relationship with the Holy Spirit, you need to start today. That's the biggest untapped potential, the biggest uh, unshakable resource that you have in your life. To help you. That's why he is there. The Holy Spirit is there to help us. Right? And so today we're going to talk about living and walking out an unshakable life. So what does an unshakable life look like? Right? How can I walk this out, Pastor Ian? And that's my prayer, literally, that we as believers, an unshakable life would literally manifest in our lives. That, you know, we can't be Jesus, but you know what? I can try my hardest to look like him, to talk like him, to do the things that he did, right? And that's what an unshakable, look, unshakable life looks like. But you got, you got to boil it down to one main thing. So let's look at that, that first new point this morning. And so what does an unshakable life look like? Well, 
Pastor Ian, how can I do this? And so it means that we have to live rooted in the reality. Somebody say reality. We have to be rooted in the reality that we are complete in Christ, who is the head over everything, right? Our, our, our spiritual lives, everything has to start with Jesus, no matter what, right? And Jesus, he, he's unshakable, and we have to be rooted in the reality that we're complete in his finished work. When he said, amen, it's finished on the cross, amen, it was finished. And so now, by faith in what he's done, that completed work, if I'm rooted in that truth, rooted in that reality, then God can work in my life. And when I'm going through things, things that are hard, things that are tough, when somebody hurts me or I'm going through, I don't know what it is for you, something tough, if I'm rooted in that reality, grounded in that that uh, truth that's in the Bible of who Jesus is, that completed work, then I can demonstrate an unshakable life. Because the completed life of Christ means that he sits at the head, right? Jesus is the head, and he is Lord over everything. And so he's not just Lord over everything. Do you notice when you read the Bible, God's unshakable. But when you read the Bible and you study Jesus... You know what? He, he was unshakable to the T. Jesus never lost his cool. He never lost his cool, right? And so as we're going through our lives on a day-to-day basis, we're trying to raise kids, right? We're, we have spouses. We're, we're trying to do things. And is it easy for us to get caught in the moment, maybe lose our cool, say some things I wish I didn't say, act the way I wish I never acted, Right? And that's why we have to be rooted in that reality of who Jesus is because Jesus, y'all, he was always unshakable. He never lost his cool, right? We can do the same thing if we build those things on who he is. And hear me, right now, church, is not the time for us to lose our cool. Right? If you pay attention to news... Right? It's like it's a, the cycle's been just super crazy the last couple weeks, right? We ushered in our new president this week. And so you see a lot of nasty things on, on social media. People are losing their cool. Church, do not lose your cool. Because when you do that, when, when, you, when you post that thing or say that thing or you get engaged in those conversations with, with people, guess what? We don't look and demonstrate an unshakable life. We actually look shaky and worried and stressed out and and living in fear. It's the exact opposite. Jesus never lost his cool. We can do the same thing. Is Jesus surprised that Joe Biden is president? No. Right? It don't affect him. It don't affect you. It don't affect me. I mean, it affects us. But y'all, I'm going to live in joy and peace. And who my God is, right? And so Jesus is what completes us. Nothing or no one else can complete us other than him. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Let's look at uh, that verse and what it says or those verses. It says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in place of honor at God's right hand. And it says, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. We need to constantly be reminded to think about the things 
that we can't see but that we know to be true. Right? We, we're believers. We believe in Jesus. We believe in heaven. We believe in the promises of God. And so, but see, I can't always see where God is working. And sometimes I don't feel like God is working. And so it's in those moments that I have to press in and be rooted in the reality and the truth of who Jesus is. And I say, you know what? It may look like this, but I'm focusing on the realities of heaven. Right? And God, he's unshakable. He's going to bring me through. He's brought me through before. He's doing something now. He's taking me. Right? And he says that verse 2, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Y'all know this is our temporary home, right? And verse 3 says, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed, the whole world will share in all his glory. Hear me. No matter what, God wins in the end. The victory for you and for me is in Christ Jesus. We all get to share in that victory. We all get to share in that glory. It says you will share in all his glory. It's going to be worth it. If you got a neighbor, look at him and tell him, say, hey, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Stay the course. Keep believing. Know that God's got you. It's going to get better before it gets worse. You know what? I'm going to miss President Trump. And you know what, Miss Jackie? I think he stole your slogan. He used to always end every speech with, and the best is yet to come. He must have come to Liberty Church one day or something. And so get that. The best is yet to come, Jesus. The best is yet to come. God, you're unshakable. You got me, right? Let's look at um, Colossians 2, 6 through 9. That chapter, just before the chapter we just read, it says, Colossians has so much uh, good meat. And it says, and now just as you accepted uh, Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. There it is. Let your roots go down into him and let your lives be built on what? Him. Don't build your life on another person, on another person's life, on another person's ideas. Don't build your life on, even on your own ideas that you think are not good if you haven't prayed about it, sought his face about it. You need to build it on him. And if it will, it'll stand. It'll remain unshakable. It says, then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies, as high-sounding nonsense that will come from human thinking, but from the spiritual powers of this world, rather than from Christ. For in, if Christ, or excuse me, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body, so you are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority, right? He's seated at the right hand of God. He is the head over every ruler and authority in the entire universe. God's the creator, right? He has all permission. He has all authority, all power in his pinky finger, okay? So through Christ, we are complete and lacking nothing, right? Shaken down, mashed together, overflowing, running over, right? If you are rooted and grounded in him, you lack nothing. We can because Jesus can. He did and he's still doing, right? You can because Jesus can. We are overcomers, right, in the name of Jesus. We're conquerors in Jesus' name. And so we can and I believe we will. We are closing out our 21 days of fasting today. Did you all make it? You're an overcomer. You made it, right? So hear me. 
Celebrate whatever, you know, if you fasted from something certain, you know, celebrate. But why stop, you know, what the work that God did? Are you just going to jump ship? I did my 21 days and I'm, and I'm done. God wants to take you deeper. He wants to take you farther, right? So celebrate. But, you know, if you feel like God's still wanting to cultivate something in your life, stay on that course. Stay on that track. Amen. We're going to celebrate with a cookie today, though. It's going to be good. Them sweets have been killing me. But I'm going to stay the course. Right? So we're complete lacking nothing. Let's look at that next point. So as we, as we hopefully are trying to make our lives on the outside look unshakable and even on the inside unshakable, standing on this truth of who Jesus is, I can because he can, we can live from this place of unshakableness, right? So we live unshakable lives when we live from a place of completion in Christ instead of living in a place of need. And so I think this is how the enemy tries to come in, right, and, and sway our emotions and sway what's really going on. And I begin to see with my physical eyes instead of my spiritual eyes, right, because we all have needs. We do. We have bills that have to get paid. Right? I have a family I have to feed. I have responsibilities that I need to take care of. Right? And so when I say this, don't just think that you don't have any needs, but we have to have a confession of faith that says, you know what? God, I thank you that I have through you everything that I need. Because he does. He is our supplier. He supplies and meets our needs and even our wants. And so you just got to press in to him, believe that promise. Let's say that together, that, 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 that confession of faith. Say this with me. Say, God, I thank you that through you I have everything that I need. Amen. Y'all sound good this morning. God, we thank you that through you, everything that I need, you're bringing to me. You're going to deliver it. Amazon Prime, free shipping, instantaneous, blessings beam me up from Scotty in Jesus' name, right? He sees you in the gap. He sees you when you're struggling. You just got to call on him. You just got to call on him and say, Jesus, right? And he, and, he, and he answers and he comes. And that thing you need may not, may not come in that moment, but man, if you keep believing and press, I guarantee it'll get there sooner rather than later, right? The best is yet to come. And so that's got to be our confession. God, I thank you that through you, I have everything that I have, I need. And so if you have been born again, you know this completion process, how Jesus completes your life. Think of your life before you came to know Jesus. Think how messed up and jacked up you was, right? And then you give, you give God your, your life. You, you make this commitment. You start saying, okay, Jesus, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this Christian thing. What began to happen? If it was anything like my story, he began to not just fix me up and dust me off and, and, and even fix the outside of my life. I got a new job. I, I, I got a family and friends that love and care about me. He began to give me even material things. But on the inside of Ian... It was like he cleaned me out from the inside out, right? Anybody else experienced that? It's that completion process that is only made available to us through Jesus, right? And so it's, it's his completion versus 
living in a place of need, when I, when I cultivate that place of completion, of residing and abiding in Christ, he completes me every day. And I'm a, I'm a continuing uh, uh, work of art that he's, he's, he's masterfully putting together right day in and day out. And so y'all know that completion process. And see, if, if, I, if I leave that process and chase the ways of the world and try to do things the way the world does, you know it's true. The world and, and, and whatever, uh, it could be even our sin, it leaves us wanting more. It's unsatisfying, right? It's just more and more and not enough. It just, it takes your need and it compounds it to more need, to more need. I need this to be happy. You're seeing commercials and we're bombarded with all If you just get this, you'll be happy. If you just get a relationship with so-and-so, you'll be happy, right? And if you do that, you will be not unshakable. You'll be shaky and empty and not happy. Man, I'm rhyming this morning. I didn't even mean to do that, sugar boo. That's what happens, right? And we feel even more empty than we did before. And God just saying, man, give me a shot. Give me a chance. Let me lead, right? Follow me, Jesus said. And it's, the last little thing I'm going to say, it's like Jesus is that universal puzzle piece. Y'all ever done a puzzle, right? And it ain't complete until you put that last piece in. Ain't no other piece going to fit that hole but that one piece. That one piece is Jesus of the puzzle of your life. And you can compartmentalize your life and break it down, your relationships, your job, your, your ministry, your, your family, whatever it is. Jesus is that piece for each one of those compartments. And until you invite him in, that puzzle is incomplete. And you'll be left wanting more, and you'll be left feeling more and more empty every day until you allow him to come in, and then you can feel it, the tangible presence of God. And then let's look at that next point. And so this, this leads me into this point. If, if we chase people, places, and things, we'll always be empty and we'll always be shaky. Not unshakable, we'll be shaky, wobbly knees, we'll be running here and fro, discontent, discouraged. So if, if I leave his completion process that I hopefully am walking out every day, if I leave that for my needs, if we need others to love, accept, and approve us in order to feel value and worth, we're always going to be changing to please people. Does that make sense? And so I can't chase those things because if I do, I'm like a, a circus animal jumping through hoops, trying to please these people, trying to please this person, right? And I'm always going to have to change. And changing is what? The exact opposite of unshakable. We defined unshakable at the beginning of this. Y'all remember that? I gave you one of the words for unshakable is actually unchanging, and so if I feel like I'm doing this dance with, with people trying to please certain people or, 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 or get things that I think make me happy and, I, and I'm changing, we're not living unshakable lives. We're not living a powerful life in Christ. We're just living 
the way that everybody else out in the world lives. Right? And there's no power in that. There's no transformation in that. I'm being molded and shaped by the world. I'm supposed to mold and shape the world in Jesus' name for his glory. Right? It's the exact opposite. And it's a snare of the devil. It's a snare of the enemy. And so let me, let me backtrack. We need these things though, right? We do. We need love. We need acceptance, right? We need approval, right? We need these things, but y'all, God gives us all these things freely. We need these things from other people too, but if I have to change the way that I live to get those things from somebody else to compromise my faith, then that's not worth it, right? Because God, he freely gives me these things. And when I see that completion process that God gives these to me and I see who I am and through the eyes of God, now I can just be me with a smile on, right? And I'm a work in progress. And I, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm striving, right? And God's, he's leading me and he's living in and, and through me, right? Je I, I need these things, but my value is tied and rooted to who Jesus says I am. Write that down. Right? My value is tied up and rooted to who Jesus says I am, not to whoever says that I am or who, whoever thinks they think that they know who I am. Right? It's who Jesus says I am. Ephesians 1, 3 through 5. It says, all praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Excuse me. Because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us. And chose us in Christ to be holy without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and he gave him great pleasure. God loves you. Don't just know that. Believe that because we say that all the time. Believe that God actually loves you. We just read it right there at verse 4. It says, even before he made the world, God, what? Loved us. He chose you. He accepted you just as you are. He loves you. He adopts you in. He gives you everything that is available from him to you. And so God, hear me, he loves us more than any other person on this earth loves you. You have value. Believe it. <laughs> so if God loves me more than any other person on the face of this planet, even more than my wife, my sugar boo, my desire has to change. If that's true. My desire to please God has to outweigh my desire to please man and please woman. Because you will jump through the hoops, you'll do the dance, you'll do the things, you'll buy the stuff, you'll get the haircut and the shoes and the car and the house. You'll do about anything to about kill yourself to please somebody else and they will still reject you. They'll hurt you. They'll say things to you that you never thought anybody would even say. And you're like, but, but I did all the stuff. I did all the things. And God the whole time's like, the love and acceptance and that hole in your heart that you need, I'm right here. 
You're chasing the wrong thing. You're chasing the wrong person. Just chase Jesus because he loves you more than anybody else. Even more than your mama. Even more than your daddy. Which is tough. Me being a new father, I love my son. But I know God loves him more than I, even I do. And so when I know that, now I don't have to be manipulated by the world and other people. God loves me the way that I am, and I have to be rooted and tethered to that truth and to that fact, right? John 14, 42 through 43. This is a cool scripture. This is one we kind of skim on through. We read it, and we kind of don't even know that we read it, right? It says, many people did believe in him who's Jesus, right? However, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they didn't want to admit it for what? Fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue. For they loved human praise more than the praises of God. There were people that actually believed that Jesus was. But out of fear of judgment of man, not only did they miss their blessings, they might be in hell. Y'all know hell is just as real as heaven. And so, man, don't let the fear of what people may say, may think, may judge you. If you have to compromise your faith in who God says that you are, bye, Felicia, right? Isn't that what they say nowadays? Bye, Felicia. It ain't worth it. Right? I fear too many men, too many women today are chasing the applauses of men and women. Empty applauses on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. For what? For self-gratification? I mean, I get it. I use that stuff. You know, I, It feels good sometimes, but... If that's the only thing that you got, when you don't have that, you feel empty. And God's like, I love you, right? And so the Holy Spirit gave me this little statement the other day in my quiet time. So I don't know if it was for, I think it was personally for me, but I'm going to share it because I think it applies to us. I said, Ian, I, I can't be unshakable when I bend at the knee to others and at how I think they think about me. How often do we change our lives based on what I think the other pe person thinks about me? I don't even know what they actually think, but I think that they think this. <laughs> Who's run that course before? Come on, don't lie in church. And so I can't be unshakable when I live my life that way. I can't walk in the power of God when I, when I live that way. Right, a little story. Y'all know I'm married to Pastor Keith's daughter. Right, I love Pastor Keith. He's, he's a, an amazing father-in-law. He's also my pastor, and we get to work together doing church things. But when me and Jessica got together, and you know, I began to be on stage more, and I, that call of preaching began to happen. And you know, you can't help but try and not compare yourself to who Pastor Keith is. Right, you want to talk about some big shoes to fill. <laughs> if you know Pastor Keith, you know he is a mighty man of God. And so even people, most people would come and encourage me. But every now and again, somebody would say something. It's like, why did you say that? 
Like one day you're going to be just like him or, you know, and that, that just drives a, a, a wedge, a comparison wedge, you know. And actually a lady from our church prophesied one Sunday that she said, you know what, Ian, I see God is giving you brand new shoes. You know, and I believe that prophecy has come to come true. Because I don't even think about that or deal with that anymore. But early on, it was something I had to deal with. And I'm sharing that because, you know what? I had to just be content with who Ian is and who, what God wanted to do through Ian, right? And to be confident in how I can preach and to be confident on the things that God speaks to me, right? Because I can't live my life being somebody else, right? A lot of us do that too and just be who you are. Right? God has made you for a specific purpose, for a specific reason. You can reach people that nobody else can reach. Pastor Keith is an amazing, mighty man. I love that man preach. He can reach people, but guess what? Ian can reach some people that Pastor Keith can't reach too. And together, we're unstoppable. Not unstoppable. Together, we're unshakable. Come on, Jesus. Not today, devil. Right? Proverbs 29 through 25. It says, for the fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Never trust man. Trust in God. If what God be for us, who can be against you? So what if you offend somebody? If you're standing on your faith, if God is for you, who can be against you? Right? We're in this middle of this cancel culture. People canceling people just because they voted for Trump. When it gets really hairy, imagine what they're going to try and do when you claim the name of Jesus at the end of days. They ain't going to just cancel you. They're going to talk about cancel. And so, I mean, they're preparing the way. The world is preparing the way. Do you love God enough to stand? Right? He's unshakable. He stands with you. Can you be unshakable and stand with him? Right? That last point today. So when we live from the love, the acceptance and the approval of God, we can then treat people the way we want to be treated, right? And this is so good. See, living from love, not living to be loved, is what frees us from the manipulation of people and places and things, and it allows us to then live an unshakable life. Right? It's, it's living from a place of knowing that I'm loved, knowing that I'm accepted, knowing that I'm exactly who God wants me to be. When I can live in that place, then God can, can work through me. Right? Then I'm not living in a place that I, I need all this attention. I need all this love. I need all this gratification. Right? Because that will never measure up. And so that's the shift that happens. That's the freedom that takes place when you begin to see yourself uh, in the eyes of God, right? And God's love is the only thing that can really give us all these things that I'm talking about, the love, the acceptance, the value, and the approval. God so loved the world that he gave, right? He proves that he loves us. He, he accepts us. It says that even when we were sinners, Christ still chose us. He accepts us as we are, right? The value, we just read it, we can get to share in the glory with Jesus Christ himself, it says in Colossians, right? In Colossians 3 that we read this morning, that proves my value. I get to share in the glory with the king of kings? Come on, somebody, that's pretty awesome, right? 
It's going to be worth it. It's, it's going to be amazing. And, and so when I really know that I'm loved this way, I don't have to any longer seek for the approval, the acceptance of anybody else. Their opinion can be their opinion. And you know what? I'm going about my way. I'm going about my business. I'm not going to let their, their anger, their frustration, whatever, ruin my life, right? See, when I see myself how God sees me, I see others how God sees them. When I see myself how God sees me, I see others the way God sees them. And it changes the game. It changes my life. It gives me joy. It gives me contentment. It gives me peace to keep trucking on and trucking on, right? Matthew 7, 12, it says, do, do um, to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law of the prophets, right? Do unto others as you would like to be done to you. This is the love of God. Loving God and loving others. Treating people the way that I want to be treated, right? Treating others the way that I would like to be treated. When we bless others instead of cursing them, then we're unshakable. When I bless somebody who's hurt me, instead of cursing them, I actually have an unshakable life because I'm not allowing their actions to dictate my actions anymore. So-and-so's throwing a fit, so I'm throwing a fit because they're throwing a fit, right? If so-and-so throws a fit and I bless them and love them and not judge them in Jesus' name and I have my peace, their actions are no longer dictating my actions, my emotions, my life. And that's the freedom. That's the unshakability of how our lives should look. When the world is losing their minds over whatever's losing their minds about for that particular day, and it'll change day after day after day. If I stand firm in the truth of who Jesus Christ is, come on, somebody, I'll be unshakable. No longer is somebody else's life, feelings, thoughts going to dictate who I am in Christ anymore. Right? Matthew 5, 43-48, this is a tough commandment. But God calls us to do it. It says, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for them for who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to what? Both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and unjust alike. If you love only things or those who love you, what reward is that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect. Somebody say perfect. Even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And I want to peel back God's word a little bit. And go a little deeper because when we read that word perfect, we think, I can't do that. Well, I got good news for you this morning. Does anybody like good news? If you study that word perfect out, it doesn't mean without sin. We've all fallen short and sinned against the glory of God, right? If you study that out, it means to be mature and to be complete. So when so-and-so is acting like a five-year-old and I in turn love them and bless them, I'm the mature one. I'm the complete one in Jesus' name. 
right? If you study mature and complete out, you could boil it down to meaning unshakable. I'm maturing, I'm complete, and I'm unshakable. Y'all, that's stop trying to chase perfect, and that's ask God to transform us into unshakable. Stop trying to trace perfection. Stop trying to jump through the hoops and please others. If you are striving, if you are working, if you're building a relationship that's built on Jesus Christ, you're going to mature, you're going to be complete, you're going to lack nothing, amen, and you're going to be unshakable. Amen. We need to be unshakable this year. You know, in all this month, there's already one month gone in 2021. And so it ain't going to slow down. It's going to keep going. Things are going to happen, and the church needs to be rooted, grounded, speaking truth, speaking prophetically, speaking in power, and remaining in the vine that is Christ and remaining in unshakableness. Amen. Amen. Y'all want to join me in prayer as we close? So that's my prayer today. Lord, that you would transform us. You would literally transform us into unshakable. Jesus, you said, love your enemies. Pray for your enemies. Help your enemies. I hope and pray we don't have a lot of enemies, but the reality is, God, we have people that don't like us. God, we have people that we don't like. It's okay not to like them, but God, it's not okay not to love them. God, so help us be the mature ones. Help your church be complete in Jesus' name. Help us walk in love. Help us walk in wisdom in Jesus' name. If you're visiting with us here today, if you're here this morning, everyone's praying, everyone's got their eyes closed. I want you to stay in his presence. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, your Lord and personal Savior, and you want to do that today, now is your moment. Everything I'm talking about this morning will not apply if you do not make that first choice. God, I just want you to be Lord of my life. So if you want to make that decision today, right now is your moment. If you want to do that, all you have to do is stand up. Just right now. Stand up. Nobody's looking at you. No one's watching you. We're praying actually for you. Hallelujah. Someone's standing. Praise Jesus. Heaven is rejoicing. Liberty Church rejoices. God is at work and he is moving. I don't know everything about you, but I can say God knows everything about you. He loves you just the way that you are. I want to lead us in a prayer. Would everybody repeat after me? Heavenly Father, God, I love you. Today I believe in you. God, I accept your truth. God, and I confess that Jesus is Lord. Lead me the rest of the days of my life into the blessing of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Everybody give somebody, give Jesus a big hand this morning, amen. God is good. The kingdom of God is alive and and well. The kingdom of God just got bigger by his soul, amen. That's why we do what we do. Amen. We're so glad y'all came, okay. Uh, We love you. Be blessed as you go. You're dismissed. We hope to see you again next week, okay.